What's good, everyone? It is Friday, February 26, 2021, and welcome back to Two and a Half Hoopers, Randy Foy's favorite basketball podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Jacob Leon. With me, I have Josh Rhodes. What's up, guys? And hopefully uh, not as depressed, George Martin. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, hello. Hi. Yeah, energetic. Uh, to everyone listening, we're happy to have y'all. As always, and also remember to follow us on uh, YouTube if you haven't. Uh, tonight's episode, we're going to be catching you guys up to speed on all the games we went down the last couple of days. Uh, we'll see what our social media guru, George, has found for us in the VN News, the halftime report. And to end it off, we're going to take a look and see what teams around the league need our help in our new segment called Hoop Doctor with an A trademark. Uh, but first, if you like what you hear, make follow our socials, Al at TH Hoopers. Uh, we make it a happy here on the top pod to set us on the time towards the end of every episode to answer you guys' comments, questions, or just give some shout outs. Again, at TH Hoopers. Let's get to it. Uh, Wednesday started off with uh, what I thought would be a Sabonis revenge game after not being named to the All-Star Reserve team, uh, but it's said turned into only taking 12 shots to take it home an L. As it goes final, Indiana, 111-107, Warriors, W. Just like the All-Star game I, <laughs> that he won't be in. I'm done, I'm done talking about it. I'm done getting upset about it. I'm done, I'm done getting upset about it because they could have won this game. Uh, Steph had 24 and once again, abysmal shooting, one for 11 from three. Uh, but lucky for him, no one else could hit a shot either, as the team said it combined 12 threes for the game. Uh, Sabonis did, did still have 23 and 16 in the L. Uh, moving on, big yikes for the Bingtown boys as they lose to the Hawks 112-127 in Quavo's building. Uh, the Hawks were led by Gallows. He exploded for 38 off the bench, which included 10 for 12 from behind the line. Uh, no Kemba for the Celtics here, so Jeff T got the start. Jalen Brown led them in scoring with only 17. The Celtics as a whole struggled to come back from the 40-27 hole they found themselves in after the end of the first. Trey Young also had 33 in the dub. Uh, the Rockets attempted to break their losing streak against one of the worst teams in the NBA, but instead gave Cleveland their second straight win as it goes final 96-112. Uh, Jared Allen had 26-18, and 18, as I guess if you throw on the Cavs uniform, you will get boards no matter what. Uh, <laughs> Sexton chipped in with 23 and Garland had 10 assists. The Rockets woof uh they had a relatively healthy starting lineup but the bench was depleted uh wall leaves them to the, uh in the l with 20 i believe they're at nine in a row uh lost they need to they need to ban their owner the guy who shipped off james harden for nothing i well he got picks we will we, we, we discussed that but yeah, it's christian wood being hurt but yeah. yeah it's christian wood yeah they were a playing team when christian that was too healthy. okay <laughs> <laughs> All right. The depression um, has transitioned. <laughs> um, he bring their win streak to four uh, with a win against the Raps, 108-116. Jimmy had 27-10-8 as Bam chipped in 19-12. Another good sign for the Heat, though, is Duncan Robinson has been good in this uh, four-game win stretch, uh, which was starting to concern fans since he's been the really only source of high-volume threes without Tyler Hero out. Uh, for the Raps, fully healthy L here as they get out-rebound on the offensive end, 11-3, is what I really noticed from the box score. Uh, what have you all seen from the Heat in this four-game win streak, and are you buying more stock in the Heat as each day passes? I'll start with uh, George. Yes, I'm definitely buying stock into the Heat, especially since the fact that I had them being a top-four seed. Uh, what I've noticed most about them in this win streak, Jimmy being a lot more aggressive and assertive, uh, near triple-double here. Uh, not this game, but uh, I believe a few games ago, Duncan Robinson had like 14 rebounds, and then Tyler Hero in that Warriors game had 15. So it's really good to see him doing other things than just standing in the corner and being inconsistent from three. You really need a do-it-all effort from this team, especially with the slow start they've had. So, yeah, good good signs. Hopefully they can keep it up. Joshua? Uh, not buying stock into the heat because I kind of think they're Rats. playing the same way. 
Uh, no Tyler Hero is kind of a big thing for them. And I know it's a four-game winning streak, but it was to the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Kings, who have lost nine in a row now. LeBron with no AD. This one was impressive, especially without Tyler Hero. But uh, they've just been streaky. They won four, and then they lost three before this. They won four before that, and not to great teams either. And then they lost three before that. So it's kind of been on and off with this team. And I'm not really confident, and I probably won't be for a little while because they still are 10th. And it just seems like every time they play like a relatively strong team, other than tonight, it doesn't look, it's not a good result for them. So it'll be interesting, especially because they play Utah coming up. Something I uh, want to add, they got Goran Dragic back after missing around 10 games. So hopefully well, he's been missing the whole year. So, well, that, that, that'll help him going forward, which <laughs> is a further reason to put stock into him. Uh, I came into this kindly in George's way, but Josh made a point. You said thunder Kings, 80-less Lakers and the Raps. I mean, okay. But so like, the win streak is a bit uh, fluky, yeah. And uh, the but, three that they lost were to Golden State, Clippers, and Utah. You guys you guys act Actual like teams, teams ha- like good teams haven't lost to the Thunder. Like, this season is so weird. Like, the Thunder are also in playing contention. They're no bad team by any mark. So if you're getting a win streak when you but can, but you need to, especially in this season. In order okay. to buy st- – I, I expect the Heat – you expected me before. I think I was 4-2. And even, like, in order for me to buy stock and be confident, I need to be believe in them to be, like, a six seed. And I don't seem to catch the Knicks. I really don't. I would be very, very comfortable if the Knicks Ooh, were a higher seed than the Heat this year. That, that's, that, that's a take. We're definitely going to see how that goes. I just feel that in this environment, in this season, you take any win you can get. I mean, we've seen – so hard to come by, especially in the East. You have teams – the Celtics falling from three all the way to out of the playoffs. Now Miami, you know, I mean, I believe there's only three above 500 teams in the East. Wins are hard to come by. If you're going to get a win Miami streak. hasn't moved though. You're acting like Miami. They were 13. This, like... They went from 13 to eight and they slid back down to 10 because two teams in front of them today. won. And Washington's gone from 14 to 12. It's the same jump essentially. It's, yeah. They're not in this big old fluctuation tornado where it's like four to nine, like Boston. Hold on. A they're second. just okay. at the bottom. There's you, guys realize, you guys realize they're literally a game out of the five seed. <laughs> they okay, have 15 wins. Streaking. The Raptors they don't have 16. Win. You keep saying like, get as many wins as you we're, can, but then they keep dropping wins, games. Like don't count. Obviously they're important for the standings, but we're just saying when they play good teams, I don't take them against any of the top 16. And they're teams. already behind because of Jimmy Butler with, mm-hmm. missing games, which isn't their fault. But I'm just saying that they need to win more games not do this for when you're on a winning streak it's good habits and you hope that it can continue i mean i i stand we'll finish this up i stand by that you don't want to see the heat in the play on tournament we we all agree on that they're a very Mm -hmm. dangerous team especially in a a two-game series essentially yeah i just don't know if they 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 got that punch they had last year we'll let time tell you know they'll get healthier and they'll they'll, uh, hopefully they figure it out for me wrong uh, took an extra five minutes, but the Bulls beat the Timberwolves 126-133 in OT. I haven't talked to Coast in a while, so I had no idea the Bulls were seven seed in the, uh, right behind the Knicks, but they're rolling in. We're rolling in this game behind Zach Levine's 35 points. Uh, Carter, not really a uh, center. Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, had a good game with 17 and 10. And for the Wolves side, Anthony Edwards played 37 minutes and scored 21 on 20 shots. Uh, full youth movement with this new coach. I'm hey, Costa, sure. you sure you want uh, Wendell Carter gone? He's been playing well lately. I know you'll hear this. He, I want him. I want him gone, and I hate he, Chicago. He's still a bad <laughs> small, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, one other thing, not from this game, but just T-Wolves in general. Uh, Malik Beasley uh, will be suspended twelve games. So more Anthony Edwards. Oh, uh, we don't get to see him wearing an ankle brace. Dang it! It's well, going to be really funny when they both miss games, but it's just because Anthony Edwards wants to rap, and Malik Beasley is still <laughs> doing crime. 
<laughs> I would I would pay to see like a like an eight mile type thing between Dame and Anthony Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> like that'd be that'd be, I'd like that. Uh, in Smoothie King Arena, all I can say is Zion Zioned as he uh, scored 32 on 13 for 18 shooting and 118-120 at Pelicans winning against the Pistons. Uh, Steven Adams helped out with 14 and 15 boards, and the Pelicans as a whole shot 56%. Uh, for the Pistons, it was once again Josh Jackson starting to lead the Pistons scoring as he had 25 in a game without Jeremy Grant. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. got the start and had 11 and 7. Guys, just a random thought. I didn't prep you for this, but like, how many of these Pistons misfits – like, do you see sticking <laughs> around the league, ne- like, even starting next year? Like, is Josh Jackson a bench player in this league, or is he just – I have no idea, it, and it's it's kind of funny because every other night you're just saying an, another guy it, to it, lead it, him in it's scoring. It's running joke, yeah, they have it's, a – It's just like, a next carousel. Speed like Makai Luke, like, who knows? I mean, I guess it's good for, like, their confidence, and maybe the Pistons can hope it can translate into something for next year, but – They're last. This isn't confidence. <laughs> I mean, okay, but like Josh Jackson has actually been putting up efficient numbers and a lot of For the games a he's last played. seated team. Okay, these are all yeah, because, dead. because the rest well, of the, they're still the, efficient. They're still Jamie Grant can play. Don't I mean the rest mm-hmm. of the guys? Who knows? Well, well, Jamie Josh, I mean, like, numbers. I mean, like for for a few players, obviously they're not bringing everyone back. I just mean if Josh Jackson continues putting up efficient numbers, they're going to think, okay, maybe we can get him back. And with a high draft pick and free agent money, maybe they could start something. I say three or four of them are back <laughs> for next year. It's going to be Mason Plumley, uh, Jeremy Grant, yeah, they're paying probably twenty mil a year, for some probably reason. Josh Jackson, <laughs> Sadiq Bay. That and, was their rookie pick, yeah, and that's it. Go. That's it. And not Blake Griffin, but <laughs> hopefully we'll get to that. Uh, great game in OKC as Lou Dort game uh, as a Lou Dort game winner off a pretty uh, holy hell an Al Horford pass steals a W for the Thunder against the Spurs 99-102. SG uh, had a career night with 42 and just looked so damn comfortable out there just around the offense. He he's so mature for his for his age. Uh, Dort now both chipped in with 16 each. For the Spurs, uh, Patty Mills' late game double dribble changed the Spurs' mindset from getting the last shot to being on defense with the game tied. Uh, no drills in this one for the Spurs, but they are they really are talented enough to win this game. Uh, that's no real excuse for them. Murray had 20, 27 in this one. Uh, y'all want to add anything about this game's finish? You know, the turnover, the blue I'll game tell you what. Or the SGA career what. night. They're not gonna be. They're not gonna be competitive like crazy competitive the next two to three years. But with the amount of picks they have, and with the with the guy that they have leading the team, the and OKC, the guy they have making the draft picks, the OKC scouting team is an A plus plus. So you know who knows. I think this team will be very intimidating in the upcoming years. Uh, yeah, I agree. Shea is going to be a he's already a star in the making. Lou Dort, you're definitely going to want to keep the great three and D guy. But one thing that I uh, noticed for the Spurs, Aldridge was coming off the bench. Has that been a thing this season? I, I don't get to watch. Yeah, because they're playing games. DeRozan at power forward, and Aldridge. Aldridge the thing is this like season, thirty nine or something. Lamarcus does not play a lot of minutes. That's, that's, no, that's interesting. I didn't know he fell off that. I, I don't. I don't watch the Spurs as much as I used to. He had to a win. few nagging injuries the last few years. His l- real is like real last Marcus Aldridge year was the year they went seven with the Nuggets. Uh, but oh, so yeah, eight, two years ago, poor guys kind of falling apart. Damn. Especially because his style of play is practically extinct at this point. Exactly, it's it's middies, which Demar Derozan he didn't go extinct, but I mean that's neither here nor there. Midi and banging with the bigs. Pause. <laughs> uh, I missed Evan Booker three made to go final out in Sun Valley as the Hornies take down the Suns one twenty four one twenty one. Uh, Booker still at thirty three in this one, but it was no match for Mike Jordan's nephew Malik Monk and his twenty nine points off the bench. <laughs> uh, Lamelo did 
Lamelo uh, had 20, and so did Hayward. Uh, Charlotte finds themselves in the eighth spot in the East right now. Uh, CP and Aiden both had double doubles in the L. But what did y'all see from this game? Uh, let's take this one. Josh, you want it? I got, I got it, I got it. All righty, take it. Uh, Malik let's Monk and Michael Jordan's, <laughs> Michael Jordan's <laughs> nephew. I love that joke, but. Hornets had a really very well-balanced attack. They had seven players double digits, and you mentioned the three over 20 points. I mean, even though they had no Devontae Graham, it really looks like everybody on that court was doing something, even if it wasn't putting up points, it was uh, playing defense or whatever. It, they look like if they get seated in a very comfortable position, they could make it to the second round. Like, I, there's a, there are a couple of teams. I mean, one and two are pretty hard, but you know, three down if they get a little up or. So if, if, if you could see them getting that like actual like playoff seed, the six seed, you could see them. If they steal like, like the six seed and they play like the Bucks, I mean, they have a good chance of. <laughs> that, who, who is guarding? Who is guarding Giannis? Gordon Hayward. I don't need to. I don't need to hear who <laughs> yeah. you're saying. Gordon uh, yeah, Cody Zeller. You think Giannis is done? No, I'm going right around but, him. Right but, around him. No, I. I mean, and the Bucks uncertainty. But regardless, I think beside the Nets and Sixers, the rest of the East is kind of fluctuating, like rapidly. All right, and the Bucks too. But, I mean, they've been playing pretty well. So, it's nice to see the young guys, too, especially do their thing. Quick thing I'll add. Josh basically hit most of the points. I, I kind of like his take about how they could make it to the second round. I could kind of see that if they play the right opponent. Uh, LaMelo just really fearless in the clutch. And they kept going to him. I mean, he was attacking. Got uh, Jay Crowder, took him to the hoop. Was just dancing on DeAndre Ayton. And, I mean, he has the swagger that... I thought Lonzo was going to have when he came into the league, you know, UCLA Zoe, and he's just his LeVar ball was right. You leave a hit TV drama show on Snapchat and then LeVar might've been right. He said, Hey, that youngest we're talking about mellow here, not Julian Newman. All right. (laughs) (laughs) His is on Facebook live. (laughs) The family is Facebook live. My bad. You know, LeVar said, Hey, that youngest one, he's going to be the best. And so far, LeVar hasn't missed yet. Um, about the Hornets. Um, yeah, obviously drafting mellow. He just he, he makes everyone around him better. He's always got a smile on his face, and he's just an unbelievable talent. You bring in Hayward, Culture. he's also good. But is this like coaching? Because we're seeing like guys like Terry Rozier and uh, like Malik Monk, who like Malik Monk was almost out of the league last year. Like they were not they crack. were not getting what they wanted from him. Crack, yeah, he was on crack. Yeah, and um, now he's hoping. Well, and, I believe uh, the coach is a pop disciple, so I'm not surprised. That would make sense then, yeah. But uh, do you? You would think it's more of the acquisitions they made or the coaching? Something something clicked in Michael Jordan's head that made it really personal. So he figured he had to become <laughs> one of the better, stronger managers and owners. So, Well, Skip's one knock is like he's better than LeBron to everything except for being a GM. So Mike was pissed. <laughs> Michael, Michael, Michael got Michael won the offseason. He got he got the best free agent and he also stole Danny Angel's. The lunch. best free agent? I Gordon think Hayward. It's good. Gordon Hayward, okay, yes. I, I think to, to actually answer your question, I think he it was, was just back. uh okay. I think <laughs> that it was just a culture change because last year you had a lot of guys, for example, Nick Batum, that just didn't want to be there and it and they lost Kemba. So they lost practically everything. And it was just kind of like a depressing year. Now here they are. They bring in LaMelo, who obviously isn't a cancer cell in the locker room. Gordon Hayward, who's, you know, just an overall nice guy with bad luck. And they're starting to really turn it around. I feel like Terry Rozier finally has found his spot. And I think it was just a culture change, honestly. I agree. 
Cool. Uh, now, moving on, if you're watching on YouTube, George has his tissues ready as Lakers get blown out by the Jazz, 89-114 <laughs> in Utah. Uh, Jazz broke it open in the second and rode their 22 threes to a W as their leading scorer is Rudy Gobert with only 18, although they, they did have six players scoring double figures. Uh, LeBron had a passive 19 L as Lakers switched to the starting lineup, and it really had no effect on the outcome. Uh, Lakers have dropped four in a row and are slowly but surely dropping in the standings. They're now at three, only a game ahead of the Blazers. Just uh, like George, times. it's time you have one minute Talk not, to i'm not gonna try and dwell on this game much because i honestly didn't watch most of it i got kind of pissed off uh abysmal shooting that again that needs to get fixed quick i mean it just needs to get fixed period i hope it's a fatigue thing comes after the all-star break um uh, another poor thing was our rotations too many times we were just leaving the utah shooters wide open you you can't help off because if you help off there's a pass kicking out to the corner kicking out to the wing back to the corner and it's open uh, Braun, just another national TV clunker, 19 and nine. Reminds right, me of that 20 Bucks seconds game. left. Tell me about what you saw from Utah. Uh, Utah ball movement was great. Uh, Rudy Gobert has been great for him defensively. And yeah, everything I said, everything I said in the, uh, the preview basically happened. They which just sucks for me. Us. <laughs> you, you, you said you were wondering if they had, like, if Royce O'Neal could really be their go-to stopper on the perimeter. I mean, What'd you I, see I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take much stuff. <laughs> I mean, hey, LeBron only had 19. It was decent shooting, but I'm not going to take much stock into that, really, because the effort wasn't there. But everything that I said I wanted to see out of Utah besides that with uh, the ball moon, the shooting, I saw. George, George, George. Okay, I have one question that I only need a one-word answer to. Is LeBron being too passive at this point in the season? I think he was Um, 7 for 13 this game, 19 points. one, One word, just one word. He said, um, as of late, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so that was Wednesday. Uh, Thursday started off with Josh's look ahead game. And like most things, he was misguided. Uh, this is a boring game that was over from the start as Sixers beat the Mavs 97 111 at home. <laughs> uh, three of the Sixers starters scored 15 or more, and they rode their defense to win on this one. Uh, Luca had 19 on some shy shooting on this one as he only took 13 shots. Uh, Josh, what did you did you see what you wanted from this one? I saw exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I didn't think the score was going to be this lopsided, but it just played out the way I expected. Uh, the Lucas Simmons matchup w- was as I expected. Simmons just playing phenomenal defense on Luca, but Luca wasn't really shooting like these crazy shots. It was just kind of like whenever he had a little sliver, but other than that, he was passing and Embiid getting what he wants, including the fouls. Holy moly, he he has not been shooting well. Uh, unfortunately, Tobias Harris might be out for a little bit, so it'll be interesting to see because he's supposed to be their all-around scorer. He kind of like mm-hmm. puts the ball like in the basket, like in all directions. So it'll be interesting to see if they become like this dimensional team offensively, where it's like Embiid has to be a perimeter guy because Simmons doesn't shoot perimeter shots. So I don't know. It'll that that little portion might determine Embiid's MVP case right there. Well, I'll take one thing back. One, because I looked more at the box score, and two, it's playing it behind me. Uh, it was actually a second quarter run, so it wasn't over from the start, but that second mm-hmm. quarter run killed the Mavs. Uh, George, yeah. you have anything to add here? No, it was Josh's game, so he, he covered everything <laughs> like I covered in my uh, game, so. Your microphone gets <laughs> Hey, buddy, you want to? Uh, hello? hello? Can you guys hear me? Uh, we can hear you, in? but you are you sound like, like, like Stuart Little. <laughs> you sound farther now? away. Am I good now? Uh, sure. Maybe Jimmy with if you have it plugged in. Hello? We'll take it. Uh, boys, the Nets are cooking. Uh, eight game win streak, seven of those without KD. This time they beat the Magic 92 129. 
Harden and Kyrie. Am I echoing? I heard I heard some sort of echo. Um, Harden and Kyrie are having the time of their lives with 20 and 27. Uh, but it was the depth that showed in this one. A sixth place. Did you see his rim grazer and everybody on the Nets bench was actually The Nets demolished. bench has finally given me flashbacks to that really fun season with Dudley and D'Lo. Like where I wonder... I wonder why it's because they traded for a certain player who's a little bit overweight and has a beard. And James Harden has know. never gotten along with a teammate ever. I don't think ever. So this is this is the first for me. I'm happy to see this. Uh, but yeah, six players double figures for the Nets for the Magic. It was just the boot show as he had 20 and 12, but of course could not get any more help. <laughs> uh, okay. The Knicks were the highest scoring team of the night, and it happened on a night the Nets played. So uh, good luck because they beat the Kings 121 140. Uh, quickly they led them with 25 off the bench. The Knicks of the team shoot 60, 50, 90 splits in this game. On the Kings side, Fox led them in scoring and assists, but they're back to their old ways of not being able to defend at any level. Uh, guys, are the Knicks the scariest team we're going to see in uh, like surprise team in the playoffs? Because we got like the Hornets, we got the Knicks. Are you asking in the East? Or are you Bulls? asking just in general? Um, j- just in general, like play-in teams. Like, are they? Because I feel like play-in teams. Because the Knicks are six; they're not even in the play-in right now. <laughs> well, I mean, like surprise teams, so like New York, Chicago, Charlotte. Um, if Washington makes it, they're they're in there, and then like uh, I'll throw like a, a Memphis in there. Uh, as far as that, are they the scariest of that bunch? Um, everything kind of in history points to them crashing and burning. Every day I wake up and I wonder, is this the day the Knicks start going downhill? <laughs> but I think softly, very softly pushing them in the, oh, they're going to be a first round exit prediction. I'd like Charlotte probably the best out of that bunch, just because I feel like they're a bit more complete and I feel like they can, they have a little bit more upside because the Knicks, it's kind of just like uh, they, they're they a little bit easier to figure out, I, I should say. But, I mean, first round exit's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, especially for a team that hasn't made the playoffs since <laughs> yeah. 2013? Since, since, since Carmelo 2012? Anthony, 2013. Yeah. Uh, George, uh, uh, is, my, is my mic better? We can hear you pretty clearly, but you're, like, faint. That's weird. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. I'd say the Knicks are... Uh, you got Knicks over like the Hornies and the other time team. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't see Julius like coming out that hot and being an All Star. Oh, yeah, you're back. <laughs> yeah, you're back. You're back, buddy. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see expect that. And with Tibbs, I mean, you know, and they got Emmanuel quickly, who's been playing well. RJ's had a decent season, but I, I didn't expect this out of. I just came out of nowhere, really. Yeah, Tibbs got him balling. Uh, also from this game, D Rose. Uh. I believe he was in the start. I don't want to get that wrong, actually. I believe he's in the starting lineup, but let me double check. Um, I know he had a good game, though, seven for seven. And drum roll, please. He was in the starting lineup, 18.6 assists, uh, seven for 11 from the field, and he started out seven for seven. Uh, two for two for three, by the way. Uh, moving on, a fully healthy Clips team drops one to the Grizzlies, uh, just like last year. Final, 94-122 in the grindhouse. Uh, tenth man, Tyus Jones, led them in scoring with 20, while everyone else chipped in as five others scored in double figures. Uh, for the Clips, they let it get away from them in the second and just didn't recover. Uh, throw away the game film. On to the next one for the Clips. Uh, yeah. they'll, yep. they'll bounce back. Uh, good one for the Grizz, though. They're battling in that that, that West playing spot. Yeesh. Yeah, you got to win every game you could possibly get. I hope they don't have to go up against the Warriors. I don't want to see John Moran get 35 dropped on uh, – have Steph drop 40 on him. 
well, think James go- Wiseman will put John Morant into the Earth's core if he tries. I don't to like like I know we like acknowledge he's out, but like Jaron Jackson Jr. is their second best player, and he's like fringe. He was fringe All Star when he was playing last year. He wasn't going to make an All Star team, but he was he was playing very very well. Yeah, and they have There's, not seen him at all this year. It's just been yeah. no word on him either. I have There's no, no idea. word on him. Do you know the injury? It was a meniscus, I believe. Oh, it, oh yeah. They, it was he not was a good like one. Expected yeah. to miss like the majority of this of this season, so we might not see him for like April. Short turnaround didn't help him either. <clears throat> no. Uh, the start of a wire to wire late game slate was the Wizards taking on the Nuggets one twelve one ten. Uh, Nuggets missed a three at the buzz that could have won them the game as only their young core of three had good games uh, for the Wiz, business as usual as they get back in the W column after the win streak was snapped last game. Uh, Beal had 33 rest of the triple double. Uh, what did y'all see from this game? Uh, you know, I have to start with Josh. Um, <laughs> tell me why you're so impressed with Russell Westbrook in these last 10 games. Well, it's really awesome to see Rui Hachimura drop 20 points because, you know, as their, their, their draft D uh, he should be performing in that way. And considering they drafted him top 10 when he wasn't supposed to be that high, I feel like it's nice to have him. Yeah. Again, like I said, I don't know what the Wizards are honestly doing, like especially now because their big thing is like the interior defense and they they held Jokic to 50% and he wasn't their best scorer. So I don't know what they're doing, but if Russell Westbrook wins, helps them win games, I'm fine because I like Bradley Beal in the playoffs. Um, I want to credit this a little bit more to the nuggets they're kind of been on like i'll give you that a bit of an injury bug they're missing their normal like seven to eight men because like their bench doesn't know how to score the basketball and again this last play disastrous i mean that's that's not a that's not the shot that they want you gotta cut you gotta cut (laughs) michael malone is gonna make them do three on two two on one drills all all michael malone michael malone if he made that play is actually not gonna have a coaching job soon (laughs) made that play was a fast break i don't know it was a fast break no it was it came off a rebound man (laughs) that one play could like undo everything Steph Curry has done as far as the three-point shot on the fast break like it might just go back to layups now like well, that no, was it's, not good it, well, go the back thing, to 2004 well the yeah. thing that Steph did is Steph would just you pull up Steph would pull up like like Murray passed out and they MPJ passed to Clay Thompson <laughs> well <laughs> you're why are you passing to Facundo Compaz or whatever his this name is. This is a PG podcast. You literally cussed on the last podcast, Fasundo. man, multiple times. Fasundo. I don't oh, know why we're trying to... <laughs> he's a hooper, long, so no disrespect. Long, long, but... long, long story short, they shouldn't have even had this game be this close in general, but again, yeah. they're missing some pieces, so... No, I, I, I love the Wizards' love, but yeah, Nuggets lost this one. I know Russell doesn't like that question, but they Nuggets lost this one more than the Wizards <laughs> won this one. Yeah. Uh... My look ahead didn't disappoint as the TNT Pelicans took on the Bucks and the Bucks win 125-129. Uh, came down to an offensive foul call at the end there. Uh, Lonzo almost Lonzo almost had a chance to tie the game with the triple, but he he, he reared up and then blew the whistle. So that's what I'm saying. Get rid of the refs. They could, I, I, I don't think Bucks would have called that one. I think they would have let it play. So uh, game was close throughout. Uh, and Giannis continues to put up monster numbers, this time 38 and 10. Uh, Zion finally didn't shoot 90% from the field, but he did still pick up an efficient 34. Uh, lots of places we can go with this one, so I'll bring it to y'all. Uh, George, start us out. Um, just, you know, this was another one of those first to 130, and, well, the Bucks were a point short, but I've just not been happy with their defensive effort uh, this season at all. And I'm actually going to get into that a little bit later when we have our hoop doc. But uh, 
Yeah, Pelicans, they've looked they've looked really good. Their offense has looked great as of late. Uh, their defense has been skeptical. Hopefully SVG will, you know, continue to bring up good schemes. But uh, They need to start Josh Hart. I know they're trying to get Bledsoe's trade boy. value up, but they need to start Josh Hart. Uh, yeah, but B.I. and Zion are – I mean, they they've they they had a little bit of problems in their early tenure of uh, playing off each other because you know we had the talks about how oh when Zion comes back it's Ingram just going to be like a spot up and how are they going to coexist? But they they've been coexisting great. So just need more from that, Josh. You got anything? Um, I just want to say Giannis's thirty-eight didn't feel like thirty-eight. It felt like ten. <laughs> I didn't he's, really see him. He's flown under the radar a lot this season. Yeah, I think of, that's just voter fatigue, honestly. Also, a lot of uh, good performances here. Middleton, 31. Uh, DiVincenzo, 24. Um, and then for the Pelican side, uh, Lonzo, 20 and 8 on 50%. Uh, 6 for 10 from 3. Um, like Zion I said, Ingram, 23. So big. This is the this, this stand, is the first game. This is what I think they should do. And I was gonna do a hoop doctor on it, but like it, it's uh, there's too many things to talk about the Pelicans and like too many draft picks to like keep track of. But mm-hmm. uh, I they just start uh, Willie Hernan Gomez and play Zion at center. I think Zion at center could work if you oh, give him a stretch big. I I really no, do think I it could I work. I 110 agree. That guy is so big. I this is the first Pelicans game that I've watched in a good minute, and just watching him literally control the paint with mm-hmm. whoever it is he's it just he looks so it, tiny it doesn't matter where he starts post up high key uh he starts sometimes behind the backboard matter. yeah it it doesn't matter zion's an <laughs> cannot, animal like, cannot believe they extended steven adams man what, what i would like is if they you know starting lineup was lonzo i don't know what they can get for bledso but he probably won't be there by the trade deadline so lonzo josh hart ingram uh zion and willie Cause that guy, that boy know how to shoot. He, he he's a he's a yeah, knockdown. Sniper. So um yeah, that's what I would like. Uh, I didn't. I was. I know like last year we talked trying to think about like how do you play like Zion? You know because he's six. He's like six six, but he's so big, but he's not like a center. Play him at center. That's what you got to do because <laughs> he controls the paint. Game is positionless. Um. All right. Well, now it's time for the halftime. Oh, the halftime oh, so, report for two reasons. Oh, so soon. Um. Half with the show. Half Hooper. George, take it away. Alrighty. First, we have a Instagram post by Nets guard Kyrie Irving, where it was a edit of Kobe Bryant on the NBA logo. And there was a lot of positive feedback, which I would also agree with. Uh, <laughs> he titled it gotta happen. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Black Kings built the league. Do you, how much would you guys like to see this? And do you expect it to happen? Uh, Josh, you want to take this one or? I can. I like the idea of uh, Kobe being honored with the consent of his close loved ones, of course. And also because always in the back of my head, every time I see the logo, I'm like, the guy that's the logo does not want to be the logo. So, I mean, it might be time for a change. The game has changed probably the most in in this last decade than it has ever, I would say. So, I mean, you might as well just, I feel like there should be a transition year though. Maybe like one year where they kind of go like by both, just, mm. just so it's not like so sudden and makes it feel a little bit too rushed and rapid, but I like the idea. Well, the one thing mm. uh, I, I think it would be, be, I think it'd be pretty cool, but uh, are they going to go with the silhouette thing as well? Or is there going to be actual Kobe on it? Like it, I'm sure it would be a silhouette. 
because I feel like a silhouette with similar. like a number. A pretty, it's pretty similar to the actual logo is the Kobe silhouette. At least the picture I saw going around as the rumor. I'd want, I'd want them to do the fadeaway. The fadeaway. I think that I think that could look cool. Um, but yeah, like Josh said, the logo doesn't want to be the logo. So like, as long as you get it, you know the the ALK from like Vanessa and stuff like that. She she actually reposted it. She said she loved it too. So oh then yeah, go ahead and do it. There's literally no cons to it. So I mean, what's the yeah. point? Alrighty. Shout so, out Tim Kohlmeyer for wanting us to talk about that. <laughs> Love you, Tim. Uh, internal sources are reporting that Kyle Lowry uh, his, wants to be traded, his destination, the Philadelphia 76ers. There's a belief that both sides can get a deal done. <laughs> uh, supposedly Toronto wants back some picks, young players, and, a, and maybe a vet with an expiring deal. So give me both of your most realistic package you feel that would get the uh, deal done. I'm going to go to Josh because he is salivating <laughs> over this. I'm ready too. I love Take it Kyle away, Lowry. Boys. I love Kyle Lowry on the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> but I feel like a package that would work is a player like try to knock out all of what they want. So probably like Danny Green, they probably have to give up Tyrese Maxey or Shake Milton or Matisse Thibel, one of those three, and probably one of their picks, one of their like first round picks. I think that gets the job done. Um, I actually don't. I think your trade package is solid, but I think it's too much to give up for Kyle Lowry. Um, I mean, they they went in and surrounded Ben and uh, MB with shooters, and now you want to take one of those shooters off the court. I know Kyle Lowry can hit, but like he's not like a Seth Curry or what Danny Green's supposed to be. Like that just take the ball out of Ben's hands more. Now you got Ben sitting in the corner who's useless. So I mean, uh he's still a great player, Kyle Lowry. But this would just take the ball out of Ben's hands more. And I mean, just take one of the knockdown shoes off the court that they got in the offseason. Uh so unless the Toby injury is more serious than we believe, I would just hold it from Philly. Like your first seed, you don't need another shot creator. You don't. I mean, that's what we said in twenty or not what we said but that's what they had in 2018 they had jimmy butler and tobias harris ben simmons and Embiid. and i know kyle lowry's no jimmy butler on defense they also had jj reddick seth curry mm. <laughs> Got him. lowry lowry curry tobias harris simmons at power forward and Embiid. i feel like that could that could work really strongly and i feel like that way they have like a not a clear cut or they have a clear cut guy on the perimeter because, you know, Joel Embiid's going to get anything he wants in the paint, but you know, Kyle Lowry, we saw him in the bubble. He was the, like the guy he's been, he was the guy to get the ball to, to for buy, Toronto. Tobias Harris. <laughs> Tobias Harris is a guy that's kind of inconsistent. He's had a good year this year, but I don't know if I trust him with the last shot in the playoffs. He's I'll not taking Kyle the last Lowry. shot. It's the Joel Embiid. I know. But or the greatest percentage three point shooter of all time, Seth Curry. Or, I, God I, forbid, I, Danny I like... Green. It could happen. Oh, no. <laughs> Danny Green's oh, gone. No. <laughs> Danny Green should be gone. <laughs> but I, I, I like your package. I, yeah, boom, boom, boom. Knock them out. Aspiring contracts, young guys. But I like their young guys too much. The only young guys they have are Shake, Thibel, and Maxi. I'm a fan of all. Um, so I really yeah, don't really think... Really good defensive I pieces, yeah. Um, I, I really don't think that haul is worth it for, for Lowry just because he's getting Fair up there enough. in age. And I don't want to get this mixed up. Lowry can still play. But just, I don't think he fits in the Sixers. I feel like... They might do it just because if they feel a little rushed, like if they lose a couple games without Tobias yeah, Harris, they 100%. might do it like impulsively because they're number one. Oh, so it's they, like you don't want to. Daryl's a wheeler and dealer. You got to watch yeah. out for him on the open. Never market. sleep on Daryl Morey. All right. Solid points. Very good back and forth. Last one we have uh, rumored Wizards are one of the teams monitoring the status of Dallas Mavericks forward Tingus Pingus, as that one Knicks fan said on draft night. Uh, you think he's know, still a Knicks fan? 
I, I think, especially now. Is he yeah, Brooklyn? Maybe, is he Brooklyn? Maybe, maybe he went to Brooklyn, but now that the Knicks are like back and you know in the playoffs, maybe he's back. I don't know. Nick, Knicks fans are pretty faithful. I, I feel. We know Washington needs a big, you know, with the injury to Thomas Bryant and the fact that they are playing Mo Wagner to start at center. This is not the big. This is not the big. Oh my um, goodness. Is well, this then let the me right... take this one. <laughs> Lehman, take the floor. This one is interesting because. As if, oh, the sure is have, interesting. as if they don't have enough health risks already. <laughs> like, like they got over the COVID. Now all their big men are hurt and they're going to go get one of the most fragile big men. It's AD and Tingus Pingus up there. <laughs> they're, they're fighting glass for glass bones and paper skin. Um, but I mean, I would love to see him commit even harder to just an offense and grab him. Um, I really like think, I don't know what the uh, asking price for Dallas is. I think Dallas could probably get Burton's match of salaries and maybe even Roy. So I, I think... I think Matt, Mavs would be, be okay with getting that. And um, I don't know what the pulse is on, tri- on Pingus Pingus' trades value or his legs. So I don't know if either team would say yes to it. But um, I, I think Bertans and Rui gets it done. I don't think Mavs really want to wait any longer if they're trying to trade. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you this. I don't think they the, the Dallas Mavericks want <laughs> – Davis Bertons for Porzingis. I think Bertons is just smaller. (laughs) But he plays. That's true. They need bodies. I don't think the Wizards need Porzingis because in Dallas, when we've seen Porzingis play center, oh my gosh, is it hard to watch. He doesn't know how to do it. Height doesn't translate to interior defense. Sometimes it doesn't even translate to rebounding. But I mean, they have Russell Westbrook for rebounding, so that's not a big issue over in Washington. I, I, I mean, your package makes sense. I feel like they'd have to give up, like for the salary, they'd have to give up Bertons and they'd have to give up a piece like Rui. But the, the, I, the Washington Washington should close the door on this before it gets open. The one much. downside I'm realizing just now, they just inked Bertons to four years. Uh, I don't know yeah. if Mark Cuban wants that actually. Mark but Cuban, that had to, Mark Cuban that does love white European commit. players though. So and why would he trade Tingus Pingus for another one? A soul for a soul. He as, likes Thanos productive. Said. Productive. <laughs> has has Tingus Pingus even been productive? But no, what, that's why they're shipping him. Wouldn't it be fun to see him on the Wizards though? Like your Sabonis can't be all star game. It's not fun. Josh, enough. Josh already hates the Wizards. Deal. Like that. No, it, I mean, yeah, sure, it'd be fun for the eight games they play together. Toss the dice on Isaac Bonga in there. It's gonna be a show. <laughs> but ain't boring. It's boring. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you're not. You're not the GM of the Washington Wizards. I am the GM of one team though, and that's okay. my segue because George's halftime is. Over. Very, very good, George. As always, thank you so, so much. Uh, but we, we have one more last order of business here. Uh, and that's a new segment that might start to pop a little here called the Hoop Doctors. Uh, basically, what that entails is all of us are going to pick a team that we think needs our help in one way or another and give our thoughts on what, how we could help. Uh, just to stay more focused, uh, probably max a one-year plan, uh, but could focus on either getting back on track this year or getting ready for game one of next year if they're already like tanking, if we want to do like a T-Wolves one or something like that. Um, who wants to go first? I don't care. Don't all George, raise your George, hand at once. George, I feel like you should go first. All right. My, mine all right. is pretty, I'm pretty so, yeah, passionate name, about name this Name your team one. and go to work, doctor. All right. I'm, I'm pretty passionate about this one. I am taking the resident Milwaukee Bucks. You know, I'm Greek. Their best player is Greek. I also reside in the same state that they play in now. So it's just all a great match. Um, to start for immediate moves. I have actually been harping on this for a few weeks now. I 
I want them to acquire PJ Tucker. Great wing defender, great shooter. Their defense has been horrible. You, you Wait, can play. So question: Would that oh, move? Oh, I'm already Giannis, getting interrupted. <laughs> would that move Giannis to center? Yes, I want him. I want him to play. Okay. At center. The, do- the doctor is speaking. The doctor is in. As the as the patient, I have to ask questions. Because <laughs> yeah, so acquire PJ Tucker. They have three uh, firsts in the next few years. I don't even know if PJ is going to go for a first. Just one should probably do it. Um, so and then. The next one isn't as likely. I want them to inquire about Vucevic because Brook Lopez has kind of fallen off. His, and, I mean, Vucevic is a walking 2012, and he's shooting 40% from three this year. So their starting lineup right now is Drew, Chris. If we got PJ, you can put PJ at the four, Giannis at the five, and then Dante at the two with Chris back at the three, like I said. Uh, so that's basically for this season. And just you hope that that uh, playoff rotation can at least get him to the conference finals. So now to the off season, the biggest thing that I've been harping on for two seasons, get Bud Budenholzer out of here. But what get if my- your moves make them win the championship? <laughs> wow. Well, you're, you're pretty, you're pretty uh, confident in, in my moves. I don't see it happening, but I mean, I guess if they win, that wouldn't matter. But one thing that I saw on Twitter that was interesting. So we know that, uh, Ryan Saunders, the coach of the Timberwolves, got fired. An NBA reporter, I don't know if it was Chris Haynes or uh, Spears, put out like the next odds for a coach to get fired. Mike Malone was fifth. He was fifth highest odds, which I don't see how that could. Uh, uh, I think... so, sorry, uh, Malone or Budenholzer? Michael Malone was fifth. The Nuggets coach. Yes, which I thought was way too high. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know. Maybe it's because right. they're <laughs> underachieving. I would love for him to get hired there. He's a great defensive coach. They have good defensive assets. That Giannis, Drew, PJ, DiVincenzo. And then the last move for their next offseason, besides uh, filling with rotational players for their bench, which I don't really know what that's going to look like. Uh, Drew Holiday has a player option. You, you hope he opts in. If not, that's your number one priority in the offseason. So that's what I have. I don't know if you guys want to critique it and then go to Josh or we all speak and then go at each other. So. I'll let a Josh. So do you want to talk about his first and then we talk about yours, talk about mine, or do you want me to have us all say them? And then we talk about him as a whole. I feel should like we, we focus- should go. We should go one team at a time. We okay. should focus on George's. Okay, so yeah. uh, you know we're 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 big Vooch fans over here at Two and a Half Hoopers. But what is the asking price over there? What? Yeah, I don't. The only I guy see, for him. I don't know. I no one has like come out and said it's asking price. They have they have two picks, and they could have three if they don't throw first at PJ six picks for drew holiday. You think two picks is going to get it done for Nikola Vucevic, the all-star. Well, it's a good thing that pick swaps are a thing <laughs> because I think they can, they can probably send over a few. Can they I, send the, the Pelicans? Cause they I don't think the so. Pelicans. Can I don't they think send so. The one they get okay. The well, <laughs> well, to be fair, I said inquire about him. I, I, I didn't really think that it was possible for. So he's not really part of your team this year. No, no. You're just it was checking just, the pulse and like maybe they get lucky and they because, can trade because, Budenhoser for Mike. Because <laughs> my plan, my plan would be Mike Budenhoser for Nick Vucevic straight up. Since hurts. since getting PJ would be the easiest, you would have a playoff rotation of Drew, Divincenzo, Chris, PJ, Giannis, all switchable. Really good offense, really good defense. Lopez come off the bench. He can you know hit some threes and play good defense the Vucevic thing was just inquiring about him but he wasn't in a plan to actually acquire him I do like switching up uh finally like uh since Booner got there try on us a center 
Yeah, and give him shooters, give mm-hmm. him switchable defense. Because uh, Brooke Lopez, you know, knocked down a shooter, solid defender. But, like, see if Giannis can just control that paint and guard. Like, you know, I, I know he can probably guard MB, but he may be able to lock down the rest of the centers in the East. So, I yeah. mean, you could play him at center, and then now there's way more shoot uh, shooting, even though, like I said, Brooke Lopez knocked down a shooter. Uh, but, Josh, uh, any more holes in George's uh, rebuild plan? Or do you, just, <laughs> do you think it'll work? Honestly, we can take a vote on that. Like, do you think that I can like, really I like the season? Giannis at I like the Giannis at center, but I don't think it'll work as long as Joel Embiid has two working knees and a motivational factor. So, Josh saw Josh saw what Embiid did to Giannis on Christmas, and it's and it's I just been I haven't recovered. I haven't recovered. <laughs> two Christmases ago, by the way, <laughs> he, he's living in the past. Um, but. I like it, George. So really your only main accusation uh, or accusate. No, accusation is PJ champ for, for, for now, fire bud. for now. And then in the off season fire, bud, I've been saying this for the past two years. You have. And then their biggest, their, another biggest thing is their bench. Their starting lineup is going to be good as long as they can retain Drew holiday, their bench. We thought it was good when they brought him in, but it hasn't really worked well. I mean, you would hope – I know Milwaukee's not like a big destination city, but anytime you have a contender and you're playing with a uh, back-to-back reigning MVP and reigning Depoy, you would hope you'd get some, like, uh, ring chasers. But we'll see when we get there. But that's all I got. Good stuff. Uh, Josh, you want to go next or you want to bring us home? I can bring us home. You know, you don't you don't ever really go second. All right. So you in well, there. okay. So this team – has had 27 draft picks in the past six years, thanks to a number of trades. Uh, but I've had that they have only found talent in three of them. Uh, you may be wondering who I'm talking about, and that would be Fanny Lange in the Boston Celtics, of course. Of course. Uh, so to start us off, uh, some housekeeping. Uh, five firsts, uh, eight second rounders in the next five years, and they have a $28.3 million exception from the Gordon Hayward trade. Nice. Um, so uh, step one. It's pretty obvious. He set you up really good. Uh, yeah, he, he really, I miss him, but <laughs> at least he left us a something. Uh, but step one, get healthy. Uh, I don't know if they'd have all these problems if they still had Marcus Smart. Uh, but, you know, obviously you want to get healthy. Uh, step two is the internal changes. Uh, there's a few things that don't sit well with me when I watch Celtic games, but one big one is uh, their rookie, which probably the coolest name to come out of the draft, uh, Aaron Naismith. Uh, now this guy was considered a good pick last year, but he's starting to lose a lot of people in his camp through the way he's contributing to the Celtics offense. Uh, this guy shot 68, I know, uh, 56% from the three point line in college is only attempting a little below three threes a game. Uh, he catches it in drives and that's well, not his a game. Raw prospect. Yeah. But I don't he, want, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get too, like, I didn't want to, didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, he's kind of raw good. still, but the only he got thrown have, in there. A the problem I early. have with him is he won't shoot. He drives, he wants to drive and like, he needs, he needs to be that's a specialist. Great. Um, uh, yeah, he catches and dry every time he catches it, that, that ball should be going up or getting pushed back to a playmaker. Uh, so yeah, I think using him correctly would really help their space because we all know it's a dead on who couldn't dead eye and who couldn't use more knockdown shooters. Uh, so yeah, playing more than 15 minutes a game, which was averaging right now to boost his confidence and just get him shot chuck and see if he can really shoot the ball like in college. Uh, and then other than that, Kemba is a big issue, but to be honest, GM, he's just having like a really bad season by his standards so far. So hopefully he can get that going, but I don't know at this point. Uh, step three. Pedro George's book, PJ Tucker for a first. Every contender should be looking at PJ Tucker. Um, so I don't got to explain that. If he's asking prices a first, that's fair. Um, step four, get a Cleveland center. But I like JaVale more than Drummond. Uh, and here's why. He'll be a cheaper price than Drummond. Uh, and he fits their offense a little better as a, as a lob threat. 
Uh, also a great locker room guy in his championship, championship experience. I think uh, Semi Ojale in a second gets it done. Uh, Cavs get a second and a take a flyer on a young wing player, which is something they need uh, and something they are that. searching for. Uh, for backup center, that will be given up at the end of the year anyways. Uh, step five, backup point guard. Uh, Jeff Teague has kind of underperformed this year after a lot of people, including me, liked how liked, liked the pickup, uh, an upgrading from Brad Wanamaker. Uh, so I'd go out and poach George Hill from the Thunder, who if uh, you wave picks in their face, you can get anyone besides SGA. Uh, he's a veteran point guard who can space the floor and make plays and was even playing meaningful basketball just last year. Uh, the PG spot from this team is even more important just because Kemba's so up and down. I think a second rounder and Jeff T gets it done since he's just collecting dust over an OKC. Uh, unless they get into a bidding war with like other contenders, then you're going to have to throw a first out there. And at that point, I don't know if it's worth the upgrade, but um, a second and Jeff Teague, I think, could get it done for George Hill. Uh, step six, play the buyout market. Um, I purposely left room on the bench for playmakers, even though I debated having – uh, Danny sent out some first to get Terrence Ross or even used her $28 million trade exception to maybe look into the Blake Griffin trade. But then I was like, mm, no. Uh, but those just aren't smart enough moves for the justify the investment. So yeah, pick up either a big or preferably a playmaker on the bench. And uh, so yeah, for uh, the final lineup I have here, it's Kemba, Smart, Brown, Tatum, McGee, and then Hill, Pritchard, Neesmith, PJ Tucker, and then Tice slash Thompson. Uh, and that's without any buyout, buyout pickups. So that's my squad. Uh, you trade a first, two seconds, Jeff Teague and Sami Ojale for PJ Tucker, George Hill, McGee, and buyout market flexibility. I definitely like the acquiring the veterans. And basically, the only problem with the Celtics is just the point guard health, not having a real center. The guards and wings have been fine. And just like you said, finding more minutes for those guys to instill confidence. But yeah, it's cheap and it's pretty effective. You'll have three really good uh, guys who have gone deep in the playoffs and have that mentality and know what it's uh, what, what it takes to go deep in the playoffs. Thanks KG. Uh, Josh. I'm going to counter. I like it too, uh, but I'm going to counter the McGee and Drummond thing, just because I think McGee's great. You said it with the, like the lob threat, but he can only play like 20 minutes a game because of health issues. And I feel like Drummond's a little bit more sturdy in that position. So I do believe in Tice a little more than the next guy, though. Uh, so I feel like they can kind of split center minutes there. Well, yeah, like, to be fair, they have Tice and Thompson. Those are two. Because they can both play. They just can't play together. Yeah. Like, Tice and Thompson are both solid. Well, that's but the thing. They have Well, no, here's the thing. They've been playing. They haven't been playing together. They've, like, been, like, switching off, and it hasn't worked. No, uh, they start Tice at power forward, Thompson at center. They've Recently, been they've that. been doing Tice and Ojale, or Thompson and Ojale. So. Hmm. Well, uh, but I, I will agree I, that playing both of them together yeah. does not work. <laughs> uh, one, one thing I did want to focus on was because like George said, point guard health is their problem. Uh, but then also they're just, they don't know what young guys are good and what young guys aren't. And they're playing like both the Williams, you know, Pritchard, uh, Jeff Teague's not performing. They get a good game of semi at every like five games. So like, I just wanted to solidify a veteran bench. That's fair. All right. Uh, unless you have anything to add for there. Uh, Josh, bring us home. All right. So I feel like I have the most experience in the medical department because my mother is a, a nurse, but uh, maybe not in the basketball department. But anyways, I chose the Dallas Mavericks. You know, Mark Cuban, Shark Tank, he doesn't really like to share ownership, but unfortunately we've been stuck together. So it's time to back away from the shooters and Luka Magic because 
teams are hunting Luka Doncic and here are a few <laughs> steps to get that working for next season. I feel number one is to get another ball handler or experiment with Jalen Brunson. The guy doesn't, Rick Carl does not like to play Jalen Brunson with Luka Doncic and I don't know why. Uh, George Hill is a good name. He would probably have to be like a second pick and they could throw whoever, like one of like Trey Burke, I think would yeah. probably get like it a, done. A like Powell, you said, like something a, like that. Yeah, like a bidding war. Uh, I just don't think Luca can has Luca can't be forced to create for everyone all the time. That's been a big issue. Uh, second step I would probably do is uh, find some life at center, whether it be a Drummond or a cousin, just somebody that's a big body. And I'm not really talking about height because they have two of the tallest people in the game, but it doesn't feel like they know how to do anything defensively inside. So I just feel like DeMarcus Cousins, especially if they could just get somebody that can rebound for them and play decent minutes, that would definitely help them a lot. Uh, the third step I would probably do is trade Dorian Finney-Smith, whether it be for literally a pick, I just anything, <laughs> get him gone. He is horrible. Tim Hardaway Jr. is doubling his points on the bench. And his defensive value is not worth the horrific shooting he's been doing. Another 30% under tonight. And it's just awful. Like, he's their 3 and D. But I just don't think his defensive value is worth it. Just get him off the team. Because he's just – I just don't think he's been valuing. And You're forced to play step, him because you – know. Yeah. And the final step is see what you can get for – or not final, but see what you can get for Porzingis. We were really excited about the ethnic duo. But unfortunately – that second uh, knee injury really looks like it's done Porzingis in. And I feel like it's just going to be downhill from here, from downhill for him from here. Hopefully I'm wrong, but I would search the market as they're doing, uh, see if they can snag. I would try to get some picks because like George brought up to me earlier that they don't have their pick. The Knicks have it or, or just some defense because this was the most efficient offense in the league last year and they were seventh and they've clearly been hurting because Josh Richardson was not the upgrade that they were expecting, not on defense, I should say. Uh, for free agency, I would like to attack a couple spots. Uh, center, Rashawn Holmes is a free agent and I feel like he would be a nice person to throw some good money because Mark Cuban is a very good man with money and I feel like they will throw money at people that they need. And I feel like him and like if they signed DeMarcus Cousins, that would be a very good split. And Victor Oladipo is another big name. I know he's kind of just like a cash cow and I, he might be expecting a bit more, but I feel like Luca and Oladipo as a one-two is a definite threat because Luca doesn't know how to play defense too well. No harp on him, but Oladipo is a phenomenal defender and his game kind of matches up pretty well with Luca. So I feel like my if they get all the pieces, my final would probably be Luca. Well, for just for the hypothetical, we will go with your Washington Wizards trade, Lehman. We'll just do Bertons and uh, Hachimura for Porzingis, just just for. Uh, it'll be Doncic, Oladipo, Tim Hardaway Jr., and they'll have. Uh, he Bertons is a free agent uh, this season, Hardaway Jr. Oh. Another priority, resign, resign him, Hardaway yeah. Jr. And you keep him and as I a six man or start him? I would start him at the, at the three. I feel like that would be good. Or even they could do Brunson, Oladipo, Luka Doncic. But I like Luka starting at point guard a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And then the bench, just some notable names. You got DeMarcus Cousins. You still have Trey Burke. And I just feel like they don't need any more scores. I just think they need some big bodies and some defense. For sure. Um, do you see a way, because uh, you're committed to trading Porzingis, do you see a way where you can trade him for just cap relief? Because we talked about Bertons for your 20 mil. So you're really not getting a lot of relief there in order to you know, be able to mm -hmm. sign Oladipo and then leave room for that Luka extension. Do you see an, uh, an avenue of being able to trade Porzingis for just cap relief? 
That would be a little bit difficult because I'm not entirely sure what the package would be for that. I was kind of just set on getting some like pieces for him or just looking. You could honestly even keep him if you get a little bit more defense and just play him at the four. I feel like that would work perfectly fine. You would just have uh, Doncic, Depot, uh, Hardaway, Porzingis, and like DeMarcus Cousins or Rashawn Holmes. And I feel like that would work a bit better. The only re I think you would just have to play Porzingis at the four. I feel like even though he's seven three, he's just not built to be a five. So I think if you want to keep him, you would have to keep him at the four and it would definitely have to be a lot of rehabilitation. I feel like if you're going to plan on keeping him, set that mindset now, have him rest until the beginning of next season. So the only guy you're getting out of there is Finney Smith. Only guy that needs to go. Yep. I, 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 you know, Mark Cuban likes to make these big moves in free agency. Some of them not good, but that's that's kind of like where he hits his point or the draft like we saw they made a big splash and they did a one, one probably one of the better trades for them in recent history they're very big they're very good uh european scouting teams so i mean you know they have the good they have good pieces there it's just so competitive in the west and the offense is starting to get figured out a little bit. So I feel like just they just need a little bit, just some new faces. They have the guys that need to be there. They have a very good bench, I would say. But just defense, I think. Anything to add here, George? Or are you on your phone? No, I, I've, I've agreed. I definitely <laughs> think in the West, the wings are very important. And I do like Depot. Oh, you sure love your wings. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like a reclamation project. I do like the George Hill just – veteran presence he can lead an offense when need be Rashawn Holmes I'm still I'm, big of, I'm still a big fan of Jalen Brunson I don't I don't you've always been like a big you, you I don't want, want them so like, badly to try the Luka Jalen Brunson because he's and, and I don't want them he's to just try it I want them to just like like genuinely give him the ball to playmate because not a lot of people know he was on like the Nova teams that won and it wasn't like this whole like he set up DiVincenzo basically like in the like for the draft and I just, I just don't understand why they're not let, tr- entrusting him. I don't know if it's just an entrusting or they just want Luca to do it, but I feel like giving him more ball handling duties would take a big load off of Luca. I feel like they're a bit scared because he is a little undersized. Doesn't bother me, yeah. but he is a bit undersized to play. He's um, six one, I believe, because he's a good defender he's for his height. One. Obviously, you know, he get, gets, uh, you know, gets into you. But you have Luca, who's not a good defender. And you have a small point guard who's, yeah, he tries his hardest, but I mean, he's not going to be he's, that locked in. He's, he's a lot like. He's a lot like Kyle Lowry in his play style. Mm-hmm. Like he he puts in the, the effort, but it's just that you know, it, like you said, the height is kind of a limitation. All right, George, anything to add for uh, the hoop doctors for the Mavericks? Just the last thing I really like the Rashawn Holmes idea, uh, especially with the Mavs. When you, if you're gonna keep KP, I know you said you're gonna trade him, but they really need a big athletic. Oh, guy I'm not. Who... I'm not. I wasn't set on. Okay. Yeah, he's not KP. set on KP, but like they've tried, you know, Kali Stein, Dwight Powell, and they just they they haven't really produced as much as i'd want to say i'd want him rashawn holmes is really good powerful big inside and it helps keep kp off keep kp off of being a center and just keep him healthy so Might yeah i mentioned rip dwight powell he was working and then he got hurt. so yeah, I, I, why i really like the rashawn holmes thing is he's a little undersized for a big but he's a great rebounder and good defender and that's what dwight powell was doing for them when they were mm-hmm. you know uh playing when Porzingis was healthy when Luke was healthy I believe it was just last year in there that that efficient offense when he he tore his Achilles he was uber athletic he was dunking everything lob threat and all that stuff and I think Rashawn Holmes could fit that perfectly I think he's only like six Mm -hmm. eight but he plays like he's seven feet I think six six nine six ten I want to say but you know in that in that range Mm -hmm. 
Well, good stuff, guys. Uh, we'll definitely uh, bring it back, uh, especially, you know, maybe we'll have Costa do a hoop doctor on the bowls. Who knows? <laughs> but, um, he'd love to. He'd love that. So um, we'll get him on here. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for tonight. Uh, thanks for watching and listening. If you like what you're make for, sure to follow us at TH Hoopers on Instagram and Twitter and say what's up. I guarantee you a good response as George has never caught lacking without his phone. Uh, besides that, thanks for being an OG. Never forget that Ludor is now one for two on game-winning corner threes against a team from Texas. Yay!